Welcome to This Mother Means Business, a podcast for ambitious entrepreneurial mothers unapologetic in their desire to have it all. I'm your host, Laura Sinclair. I'm a serial entrepreneur, marketing expert, business mentor, and mom of two obsessed with real conversation and deep connection around the insane journey that is raising babies and building businesses. Each week, I'll bring you incredible guests and solo episodes while refusing to shy away from the harsh truths and challenges that come along with managing the titles of mom and CEO. But don't worry, we will celebrate the big moments too. I'm here to show you what's possible in your life and business and will bring you actual tools, tricks, and stories that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, in your business, and in your parenting journey. I want nothing more than to see you win and will always have your back in this process, even if it comes with just a little bit of tough love. Ready for today's episode? Grab your favorite drink and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of This Mother Means Business. Y'all, it is summertime. I am loving (laughs) the summer. I am loving the sunshine. I mean, I'm in Canada, so we love the summer. We love the energy of being in the summer. And it has been an interesting time in my business because I am working less, which is amazing because I have my daughter home most of the time and I'm trying to fill as much time as I can with my kids, which is so interesting because it's such a different perspective than, um, you know, me five years ago even would have had. It was like, well, we need to figure out what to do with the kids for the summer because I still need to do all of my things. And now I'm in the season of just like, I just want to spend as much time with my kids as I can because I know, you know, my daughter turned six earlier uh, in June and, you know, I know that that time just goes so fast and I'm really just, really just leaning into enjoying it. And it's, you know, one of many lessons that I've learned in, my, I mean, 10 years of being an entrepreneur. And so today I wanted to talk about some of the lessons. And let's be honest, there have been many. I could probably host a three-hour episode on all of the things that I've learned. And if you have been following me for any period of time or you've had any conversations with me, you know that I've been through some shit when it comes to my businesses and and my business relationships and partnerships and and things like that. And so <laughs> I've had a lot of bad things happen. I've had a lot of good things happen as well. And, you know, when I think about some of the things that were bad, you know, and now I can see them all as gifts, as things that uh, have really propelled me to being where I am today. And I'm, I'm actually grateful for those things. But, you know, things like being sued, things like, you know, being fired early in my career, clients that literally exist to make my life stressful and relationships that don't pan out the way that they you thought they would or, you know, speaking opportunities that don't pan out the way that they were supposed to. And there's just so many things. There's so many lessons, but there's also so much positive. And today I wanted to dive into four that have really been on my heart. And maybe I'll have to do an episode at some some juncture about what it was like to be sued by my former business partner. I'll have to talk to my lawyer first to make sure that that's okay. But today what I want to dive into is, is four of the ones that have been on my heart lately and there are things that have been coming up with my clients and in, even in the discussions that I have with myself. And I think one thing that 
is important for you to know as you listen to this podcast is sometimes when I make an episode like this, I'm almost making it for myself so that I can listen back or I can speak these reminders that I need to have for myself in terms of the things that I'm going through in my business because you know, I am in this with you. This is by no means me talking at you in terms of, you know, here's all the things that you should be doing. It's This is really a conversation of the things that I'm going through as, as part of my lived experience. And the reality is it's hard. It's really hard. But today we got lessons. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first one. And the first one was actually gifted to me by a mentor that I had when I ran my gym. And so for some context, when I first ran the gym, you know, it's the membership model. So people, the way that it was, it was started is initially it would be like people run three month contract, six month contract. And I used to get really upset when people canceled their memberships. I would make it mean so much about me. I would cry. You know, anytime a person would send an email because it always came over email, <laughs> uh, canceling their membership. My stomach would just drop and I would feel like I was walking around with an open chest wound. Like I would sob. I would be, oh, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why don't they want to stay? Like, what am I, what, like, this is not working. We're messing this up. This isn't going to be successful. Like I was going down the rabbit hole of emotion here. And at some point I realized that wasn't sustainable because I certainly can't cry every time a client leaves. And don't get me wrong, even like today in my business, when a client leaves and it's a surprise, it's still pretty upsetting. I feel like I'm surprised, but there's, there are times when, you know, I end a relationship with a client because it's just time. You know, I, I at some point want all of my clients to outgrow me, but certainly, you know, you know, for example, I've never done a million dollars in a year. And so if I have a client that has got their stuff to a, their place in a business where they are ready to do a million dollars in a year, like I'm not the mentor for them. And that's totally okay. So when I say like when a client leaves me for that reason, I'm just like, yeah, I'm celebrating you. When a client leaves when I'm surprised that a client's leaving, then yeah, that's still upsetting. But, you know, certainly when I own my gym and it felt like people were leaving all the time, which is the case when you have, you know, 200 members, people leave and come and go all the time, the feeling of like doom was not sustainable. I could not be crying every week <laughs> because Joe Schmo canceled his membership. When the reality is like a lot of people cancel their memberships because it's just not for them anymore. They want to do something else. It's too expensive. Their financial situation has changed. Their schedule has changed. They've got a kid now and the schedule doesn't work for them. Like there are so many external reasons that had nothing to do with me for people canceling their memberships, but I couldn't see it that way. And so I came to my mentor, his name was Josh. He was part of a company called Two Brain Business, who are phenomenal for supporting micro gyms, coaching for micro gym owners or CrossFit gyms. A micro gym is essentially a gym that's not like a good life or LA fitness type of model, like the Globo gym model. That's when like have as many members as you possibly can and charge them $40 a month and hope most of them don't come. That's the Globo gym model. The micro gym model is like you're selling coaching you know, we had 215 members at its peak in our gym. And, you know, for context, like the local good life probably has 13,000 members. So it's a totally different model. But anyway, my coach for Josh, two-brain residents, I was like, look, I'm just, this is devastating for me. <laughs> like I'm constantly, my heart is breaking every time a client leaves. And he said to me that he made this shift in his business and this realization 
that his clients are not his friends. And so he said to me, like, Laura, your clients aren't your friends. Your clients are people who are having an experience. And at the end of the day, if what you're offering them isn't right for them anymore, they're going to leave. Like you can like them, you can have love for them, but at the end of the day, you're not your friend. They're not your friends. And I remember him telling me this and me being like kind of upset. I was like, well, what do you mean? They're not my friends. You know, they, he's like, Laura, they pay you, you know, like they can't, they're not your friends. They're paying you like in this transactional relationship. And so for me, it did a couple of things. And the first was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, how do I build relationships with people that are transactional in a way that's loving and supportive? But also what it did is that it really helped me protect myself from that feeling of heartbreak when a client left. Because in our businesses, your client relationships will end eventually, right? Like you don't want, it's just not realistic. It's not It's not like you're marrying your clients. And so when I had the shift of like, hey, my clients are not my friends, it was like, I can still love you and support you. But at the end of the day, like I'm here to deliver a service to you and I'm going to do that in a professional way that's going to give you exactly what the transaction we've set out is, is for. And when you leave, inevitably, it's not going to break my heart because I know that this is a transaction. And so you know, while this is something that I've, I've carried through in my business and while I love my clients, like deep, deep love for my clients, at the end of the day, we're in a business relationship. This isn't a friendship. This is a supportive relationship. Can we become friends maybe after? Sure. You know, absolutely. But this is a business relationship. And that shift for me helped me to really protect my heart when it came to those relationships ending and knowing that, you know, my clients are going to do ultimately what's best for them and that's okay. Like we're not, we're not really friends. And so I don't have to have that complete and total heartbreak when a, when a client leaves. And so, you know, if you're in a place in your business where you feel like every time you end a client relationship or somebody doesn't sign with you again, and you make it about you, right. You're literally, you're, you know, me in 2018, 2017 on the floor in tears because, Joe Schmo canceled their membership and they're not going to continue with you. And you're making this way more about you than it has to be. I invite you to consider that shift is where are you making your clients, your friends for yourself and the story that you're telling yourself that isn't supportive. Okay. So there's that piece of it. The next one that is, is big for me is, you know, almost on the flip side is it's really that your network is everything. And, you know, Chris Harder always talks about your network being your net worth And I never really believed it until I actually started putting myself into rooms and realizing the power of connections because at the end of the day, like referral and repeat business is always going to be the easiest business you can get in your business. But your network, the people that are going to support you, whether that's like a coaching or a friendship relationship or people that know you for the work that you do and and the ability to do that for others is huge. If you don't have a network right now, if you are building your business in silent, you don't have people to lean on, people to refer to, people that you can refer to, right? You're missing a huge piece. And so I encourage you to go and find your network. I have a networking call every other Tuesday. You can join that. That can be your first step in building your network. But the people that you know are going to be the people that get you to the next level in your business. The people that you surround yourself with matters. And if you don't have network, 
you are going to take a long time to get where you want to go. I'm at a place right now where my network is so strong and it's something that I'm continuing to grow, but it's like every single week I have emails landing in my inbox from people in my network introducing me to other people. Hey, this is the person that you really need to meet. Hey, this is a great, this would be a great guest for your podcast. Hey, you know, I really think that you could, you, you could support this person without network. None of that happens right? If I don't start putting myself out there and meeting people, none of that happens. So ways that you can do that, right, would be things like coming to my networking calls, joining masterminds, joining your local chamber of, chamber of commerce, finding community groups near you. I host dinners as part of the sisterhood, right? There's a lot of ways that you can start to build your network. And when I talk about it, I don't mean it as, as like your network so that you can sell to people. It's like you need your people, in your business to help you grow to, so that you can lean on. Like the number of times where I feel like shit's hitting the fan, where I just need to like message a friend to say like, hey, am I crazy? Hey, this is my experience right now. Can you just hold space for it? Is massive. And it has to be people that understand it, right? If, if you are have a network of people that aren't entrepreneurs that you're trying to lean into that are like, I don't know why you're so upset about that. That's not supportive. Whereas another entrepreneur could be like, yeah, that sucks. I just had a DM today in my inbox just before I started recording this podcast from a friend who hosted an event and had some people show up to their event that were competitors and weren't supportive of that situation. And it was not a good scene. <laughs> and, you know, that friend was able to come to me and say like, hey, this is what happened. And I was able to hold space for them and be like, first of all, that's ridiculous. But also like, I see you. And let's reframe this, right? And so having network for your own supports is huge, but having network for your ability to meet other people, find opportunities, whether it's speaking opportunities, podcast opportunities, like the list goes on. So your network is everything. If you're not actively trying to build your network, to nurture your own network right now, it's time to change that. You do not have to build your business by yourself, right? The people that you know is so, so powerful. Third lesson is that every action that you take is a seed. And listen, I don't have much of a green thumb. I have a lot of plants in my house, um, but they're all the easy ones. <laughs> I have a rubber tree plant and a ZZ plant and a ficus <laughs> lorata. And uh, I don't even know, like all of the easy ones, all the easy ones, snake plants. Okay. But <laughs> I love using a gardening reference when I talk about the actions that you take in your business, because the act, every action that you take in your business is truly a seed. And, you know, there's a, a coach in the online space that talks about pineapples and pineapples take 18 months to grow, which I didn't know. But I love that metaphor because it's like we are so often in this rush for everything to happen and you are planting seeds in your business with every single action you take. And the more time and attention you give to those seeds, the more that they're going to grow. But you actually don't really know when some of those things are going to bloom. It could be a week. It could be 18 months. It could be three years. You just don't know. And so as long as you continue to take actions, as long as you continue to plant seeds, you need to trust that those seeds are going to bloom eventually or blossom or flower, whatever words that you want to use. And so when I meet somebody for the first time, whether it's part of my network or I have a conversation with someone or I put myself out there, I pitch myself, I get on stage, right? Those are all actions. I send an email that lands for somebody. Every single one of those actions is a seed that is inevitably going to get me where I want to go 
in my business. I don't know when. I don't know when that seed's going to pan out. And that's okay. And you might not either, right? You may not know when that seed is going to completely pan out for you. And that's totally okay, right? But it doesn't mean that you stop planting them. (laughs) You stop taking the action because you really have no idea when something is going to land the way that you want it to. So my invitation to you, and this is something that I really had to work through, is just this knowing that even when it feels like it's not working, even when it feels like, you know, things aren't going exactly how I thought they were going to go, that I know, I trust that those seeds are going to bloom. Okay. So keep planting your seeds, keep tending to your garden, know that, you know, things are going to pan out. You know, I think about some of the things that have come up for me in my business in the last few weeks and months, you know, we're talking people that I've talked to three years ago, 10 years ago. I have people coming, you know, to connect with me, to be on podcasts and be part of projects that I knew from 10 years ago. Okay. And so one of the things that I, I try to think of in my business is that I don't really think about today. And maybe that's backwards, but this is how my brain works. And when I think about, you know, where I want to go in my business, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And that's fine. That's the journey. And that's cool with me. And I have no idea when, you know, an action that I take is actually going to pay off. But I don't think about today. I think about like 10 years from now. I think about 46-year-old Laura and what she's going to be doing because I know what I've accomplished in the last, you know, two and a half years to build my business to where I am now, and which is incredible. And I know that everything that I do right now is just planting a seed for 46-year-old Laura and what she's creating in her business. And I'm, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to listen back to this episode and and hear 36-year-old me say, you know, I can't wait to see what 46-year-old me is doing because I have no idea what that's going to be. But I know that everything, every action that I'm taking right now is getting me closer to that ultimate goal. And so for that, it's really freaking exciting. Okay. Fourth lesson that I want to talk about is that failure is inevitable. I was getting a massage, which I haven't done in a long time. (laughs) So I'm really trying to prioritize some of my self-care, but I was getting a massage and I was, it was actually a new massage therapist. I was meeting the massage therapist for the first time. And she was, I was talking to her about all the things that I've done over the last couple of years. And she's like, wow, you've done a lot. Like you move fast. It's like, yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought of it that way. I mean, this person has been massage therapist for 13 years. So certainly if you'd been doing the same job for 13 years, the perspective of, you know, me moving fast makes a lot of sense. But the thing that I said to her is she's like, wow, like you did so many things. Like, how did you, how did you do that? What? I was just like, honestly, like, I just, I just know that like, I have to be willing to fail. And so the lesson is that like failure is inevitable. You will fail. How are you going to deal with it? Right. And I think to be a successful entrepreneur, you do have to be willing to fall on your face sometimes and be willing to look stupid, be willing to make a mistake and to know that, you know, that's going to be a course correction for where it is that you want to go. And I think even to the, you know, the last two and a half years of running this business, there's so many things that I thought that I was going to do that have changed or so many things that I thought was going to go well and didn't go well. And none of that is going to stop me from continuing to pursue the things that I want to pursue. No part of failure is going to stop me from showing up for you and continuing to record this podcast and continuing to show up. I mean, you know, we're 
I don't know what, what number episode this is going to be, but somewhere in probably, I think the 30, maybe 28, 28 to 30 range. And, you know, I'm just getting started. Now I see people with a hundred episodes and some of my episodes are doing really well and other episodes like just didn't land and that's okay. That's learning. Right. And so for you, where is it that you are avoiding failure? Where is it that you're fearing failure and not allowing yourself to, to actually fail? Because those failures are inevitable in order to grow in order to get where you want to be, you have to be willing to fail and know that if you do, that it's just a step that's going to get you closer to actually where you are supposed to be. So, you know, I think that after nearly a decade of being an entrepreneur and I think it'll be next year, 2024 will be a decade. There's a lot of lessons that I've learned. And I joked at the beginning that I could make this a three hour episode because there's a lot of things that have happened in that journey and some of them were extremely painful. Some of them were incredible, but some of them were the worst pain that I have ever experienced in my life. And I think, you know, for me, it's learning those lessons and like being able to see them as lessons and being able to grow for them is the thing that keeps me going. And, you know, these are, these four lessons that we talked about today are, just a few, right? These are just a handful, but they're ones that I think that are going to be relevant to you no matter where you are in your business. And I hope that, you know, if all four of them didn't land, that at least one of them did. And, and to revisit them, the first one is that my clients are not my friends. I love you, but it's a transactional relationship, right? Regardless of where you are in your business. The second is that your network is everything. I continue to foster those business relationships lean on your people, find your supports. The third is that every action is a seed, right? You're constantly planting seeds in your business, not always knowing where they're going to grow, when they're going to bloom, but you're going to keep planting them. And the last is that failure is ultimately inevitable. So embrace it. Okay. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to send me a DM. Receiving your DMs really helps me keep going with this work. It really keeps me plugged in and knowing that you're enjoying the podcast because my intention is to make this for you. I need this to be helpful for you. I want this to be helpful for you. So if you enjoy this episode, please send me a DM. Please share it to your Instagram story so I can thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of other ambitious entrepreneurial mothers who would love to be part of this community, it would mean the world to me if you shared our podcast with them. Take a screenshot of this episode text it to them or share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I love you, I appreciate you, and I am cheering for you so big.